Hi there, and welcome to Project. I'm your host, Christina, and today we are doing office hours. That's when I answer all of your questions about anything marketing or business related. And I'm even going to dabble in a little bit of data and analytics, especially since we're post Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So let's hop into this. Y'all, we did it. We made it through Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and that cyber insanity. Um, Woo! It was a doozy. But honestly, it was, for at least me and my clients, it was a really successful couple of weeks. And I know now we kind of go into this weird space when it comes to e-commerce and retail, even as consumers, right? Like at this point, we're like, okay, what's the last day that we need to buy? Are we going to get any deals? Are there any more sales that I can take advantage of? Some companies are doing deals. Some companies aren't. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about today was not just about taking a breather after this and kind of, um, you know, coming back up for air really quickly before we dive into the actual holiday and what happens afterwards, but is looking at how Black Friday, Cyber Monday performed for you. A big topic for me this week or the last two weeks has been marketing data and analytics. I just gave a course for it. Um, I just taught a workshop at the Renaissance Entrepreneurship Center in San Francisco. And that was my whole focus, um, you know, talking about how to set goals, what are KPIs, and then how to set up reporting on that. Because quite honestly, it isn't sexy. Um, it's the unsexiest part of marketing, but it is necessary because if you don't set goals, if you don't have KPIs and you aren't tracking them, what you're doing is all for naught, right? Because you can't define what is successful and what was not a success and then what you could optimize to make it a success. So what I'd like to invite you to do right now, um, maybe not right, right now, like listen to the rest of this and then go do it, is to just take stock of how things performed across that Black Friday into Cyber Monday time period, or whenever you ran your sales and discounts. Look at how many clicks you got, how many visitors to your website, how many ads to cart, how many checkouts, um, how did your content perform, just so that you have a benchmark prepared, not just for next year's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but also throughout the year, right? So you just kind of have a little gut check of what your performance could look like. Um, when amped up around everybody doing sales, okay? That workshop that I did for Renaissance this past week, I'm also going to be recording here. So keep your eyes peeled. It's so crucial. Um, and yeah, just, I want to say you need to do it, but I hate saying those things. But I really would encourage you to start looking at your data and analytics and tracking it in a way that makes sense for you. And the rest I will save for our workshop. Okay, that's my little tidbit for for our office hours. But now what I wanted to do is I wanted to hop into some questions that y'all asked. Um, so I have um, a couple of a couple of y'all reached out. Vanessa asked, a lot of the examples you show in your workshops are of businesses spending at least eighty thousand dollars a month on ads. That's obviously not feasible for a small business like me. What's the minimum you would like to see me invest in paid ads? That is a great question, Vanessa, and I hate to answer everything with it depends. Like I, And I also hate speaking in generalities, but if I'm going to speak in generalities, you need to spend a minimum of $10 a day per campaign per channel. That's just anything below that is honestly not worth it 
spending the money. Even at this point, I haven't adjusted. I've been saying $10 for the last few years. And this so this isn't even adjusted for inflation and the market. So, you know, if I were to up the ante there, I'd say at least $15 per campaign, per channel, per day, right? So if you're on one channel running one campaign doing really the bare, bare minimum, um, you're going to be looking at spending about $465 a month in paid ads um, for, you know, that would be a 31-day month you're looking at there. So $465 is the absolute minimum that I would spend. But there is a reason why I'm a foundational marketer. While I say I want you to have your website set up, your SEO set up, your organic content, your emails, I want everything to be as slick as possible. And I say that because when you start to spend the money, if the rest of it isn't literally chef's kiss, you're wasting your money even more. And I just really don't want to see that, especially for small businesses where $465 is a, is still a, a sizable chunk for you, right? So um, that's what I'd like to see you invest at a minimum. Um, but what I'd rather do is I'd rather have you use, honestly, other forms of marketing before you start spending into the paid ad system. It is a red ocean out there. There are just these huge companies just pouring money into ads and it's really hard for small businesses it's not it's just not the answer to all your problems I guess is what I want to say and a lot of people think that if they run paid ads that they're magically going to become successful um, but that's just not that's just not the case anymore so Vanessa $465 is your number to start with um, but make sure you got those foundations in place okay Crispin asked, how many messages is too many messages? Should you do different content across different platforms? Great questions. I'm going to separate these into two. Um, there are There is such a thing as too many messages, especially depending on your target audience. And honestly, I think, Crispin, you and I need to have a detailed conversation about this anyway. So reach out and let's chat because there's a lot of it depends here. Um, for one target audience, I would say the max number of messages is two. Um, like an evergreen campaign that basically tells you about the business or product or service, and then a seasonal campaign or a temporary campaign. I think those two things would be the max that you could do because uh, several reasons. Um, one, people have the attention span of goldfish. Um, I'm sure that many of you are listening to this and doing something else. Uh, it's also the reason why I make this podcast as short as I do, because I know that people just can't pay attention anymore. That's just, We've been rewired to do that. So if you think about it in the context of your question, first of all, people are getting messages all day long. So if you as a business have five different messages happening all at one time, people aren't paying attention enough to decipher how they're connected or see them enough to understand the message. So that's my point two. Point two is people need to see something seven times before they even start to understand it and then do something about it. Okay, so by the time that you're tired of talking about something is the time that somebody's just starting to understand it. And that's that's really hard, especially for small businesses and entrepreneurs, because they seem to they just get so exhausted talking about themselves. They've met so many people. They have so many new customers. They feel like they repeat themselves all the time. So they get anxious to want to change it up. But honestly, like you need to keep hammering it home because, again, people need to see that seven times before they do anything about it. And even then, it has to be seven times that they're actually paying attention. So make it more like 14. 
<laughs> um, and then should you do different content across different platforms? Yes and no. So when we talk about different content, what I would say is different formats of content across platforms, right? So obviously you're going to want to do whatever works best on that platform for that platform. But if we're talking about messaging or what you're referring to when you say doing different content, meaning different messages, I would say no. I think people need to see the same message across different platforms. Um, and this harks back to doing a customer journey, right? What are your touch points with your customer throughout the day? What platforms are they using? And then what messages do they need to see at that time period, right? When they open their emails in the morning, is it to actually read their emails or is it just to kind of filter through to see what they need to delete? When they hop on Instagram at night, is it to just relax and be entertained and forget about the world? Or is it, you know, to consume information? You need to think about that from your target audience and then understand what message they would want to receive at that point. Um, what I will also say in addition to this is don't work smarter, not harder. So like if you do prepare content, say like a blog post, you should be able to get at least five pieces of social media from that one blog post. You should be able to get at least one to two emails. You should be able to turn that blog post into a YouTube video, right? So create a piece of content that that's going to that then is going to create multiple pieces of content from that one piece of content. How many times can I say content? Probably a bajillion. I hope you get where I'm going here. Um, but Crispin, let's talk, get in touch, and we'll talk about this more specifically for your business. This is one of the big it depends because it, tr it truly does. It truly does. There is no generality I can give you other than what I just said. So to recap there, people have short attention spans. Um, I don't know who's still paying attention, but, you know, everybody's probably multitasking listening to this. And people have to see things at least seven times before they actually do something about it. So keep those two things in mind. All right, last question. Carolyn asked, social media is draining me. It's just not what I love to do. Oh, I feel you. So much, so deeply. Um, she asks, how do I figure out when to outsource and what to outsource? Um, this kind of harks into a lot of my human design training. So human design, <laughs> this is a deep, deep, deep dive that I can get into. So human design is like astrology on steroids is what I like to say. Um, so it talks about not just how you're built as a person, how your design, what your aura is and how you use your energy, but also the tools and the way that you move through life. So that being said, knowing your human design will actually give you an indicator of what to outsource and when. For example, um, if something is draining you and you are a generator or manifesting generator in human design, you need to outsource that thing ASAP. Actually, for all of the types. If something is draining, don't force yourself to do something, right? You need to be super passionate about what you're doing. Otherwise, you're not going to come across authentically and you're not going to want to put the energy into it. And when you put energy into something that you don't like doing and it drains you and it takes that energy away from you, what you end up doing is using up all this energy for this thing you hate that you could have been using to make yourself more money. So take stock of what makes you feel really satisfied, really successful, um, really at peace and and do more of those things and then figure out the things that frustrate you, that make you feel bitter, that make you feel angry and stop doing those things. Delegate those things out. 
Because again, the opportunity cost here is either I spend my energy doing something I hate and it comes across inauthentic and therefore people don't like it or they don't act upon it. Or I can take that energy and put it into stuff that I know will make me more money. Right. And then that's that's the cost benefit here. The opportunity cost. You spend the money outsourcing your social media to somebody who likes doing social media and it's looks more polished. People are more react. They're more engaging to it. Um, and you get to spend your time doing the things that you love that actually make you money to pay for the person that's doing your social media and more. Um, so it's truly a personal question. If you want to know about more about human design and business, I think I'm actually going to do a podcast on that because I think it's super interesting. Um, so if you're into that, holler because I'd love to I'd love to talk about that. Also, I need to stop saying holler like it is not 2006 anymore. I need to chill. I'm like my millennial is showing. And on that note, let's close this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, next week, I'm going to be starting a Finding the Right Audience workshop. That's going to run for three to four weeks, probably through the holidays. I might take a pause uh, around Christmas just because like nobody's going to be listening to this anyway. Um, but stay tuned for that. And then I have another expert conversation coming up. There is just so much goodness. So thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, this short episode of Project. I'm your host, Christina. I'll be back next week as I am every Thursday with some wonderful marketing made easy tips, tricks, and workshops for you. If you know somebody that would benefit from listening to this podcast, please, please share it. Without your support, I am nothing. So holla, shout out to you, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>